This is your uh, single host for the week, Miss Gina Glazimitsky. I am coming to you live, half in the bag and in my hotel room from the University of Alabama. I made it. I'm down here. It was a fucking project getting from Boston to Bama. It was a, literally an all-day process. I'll just give you some backstory here before this uh, goes off the rails. I had a flight scheduled. I don't know. It was like for 530. I then had a connection through D.C. to go to Birmingham, pick up my rental car, drive an hour to Tuscaloosa, check into my lovely hotel room. I don't know. Would have been here by... 10 p.m. Obviously, that did not happen. My connecting flight, not my connecting flight, my original flight, the first leg of my journey from Boston to D.C., was delayed by two hours, causing me to miss my connection from D.C. to Birmingham, forcing me to pretty much rebook my entire trip. I had to book a flight from Boston to Atlanta, and then from Atlanta, it was a three-and-a-half-hour drive along one of the most dangerous interstates in the entire United States. I didn't get to my hotel room until 1 a.m., which is why this episode is up so late. I'm recording it the next day. My apologies. I wanted to report to you live. I wanted to get out and interview the students and talk to the people figure out what the hell is going on down here in Bama. But, as luck would have it, it is also torrentially pouring down here. And there is not a soul to be seen. Well, there is, but ain't nobody got time for an interview. So, you're going to listen to me ramble. I just had uh, dinner and cocktails with my classmates, who are lovely, lovely people. I am the only person... That is not from the deep south. The only fucking person. I'm like, it's Alabama. How is there nobody else here from any other state? Literally everybody is either from Georgia, Alabama, or Mississippi. And that's it. Lovely humans, but we were having like these really deep, drunken, philosophical discussions about cost of living and culture differences and like all of these things it's wild i live in new england right i live in massachusetts there is someone in my class who paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for her home three beds two baths ground swimming pool big kitchen she showed me pictures it's lovely $150,000 I I almost passed out I literally almost passed out I was I was in shock it was an actual fucking shock the difference in everything down here is wild I've never I've never been to the deep south like I've been to Florida I've been to Atlanta I've been to Texas but never to like rural south the rural south and that's where I am outside of the University of Alabama Tuscaloosa is like there's a little downtown and that's it 
the people in my class are like, yeah, I'm from, you know, such and such a county. Like, where the hell is that? They're like, oh, it's just this little, little dot in the map. We have three traffic lights. It takes me 10 minutes to go 15 miles. And I'm like, how in the, like, it, it's like coming to a different planet. But it is, it's so interesting. The South has such a different and distinct culture, right? The North, the Northeast, like we have, I mean, not no culture, but it's culture that we created, like as a modern society, we created. The South has such a different energy. It's so influenced by like the French and the Spanish and Creole cultures and just all of these like different ideologies that are coalescing together to become this really interesting, unique, like a lot of superstition, a lot of tradition, a lot of, no, we do it this way because we do it this way. It's just so interesting. It's like really two cultures clashing right now. It's so funny. It's just so funny. But here I am. In my hotel room. Tomorrow night, I'm going to a frat party. Pretty sure that's confirmed. A lot of my classmates are leave classmates. Classmates are leaving after uh, tomorrow's lecture, which is sad because I've gotten to know so many of them and they're wonderful. But Mama's going to a frat party, and I could not be more excited. I did, even though despite the rain, I did take a driving tour of the university and holy shit number one it's huge like it is a huge campus number two everything is so state-of-the-art the conference center for example that I was in today there's like cameras like there's these panels mounted on the wall that are there to help you with any kind of technical support that you need. Like if you're the presenter in a room, you're there. It's like, oh, I can't get the Wi-Fi to work. Oh, I can't get the projector to work. Oh, I can't like link the camera to whatever. There's like this iPad that's mounted to the wall. You can punch in like your problem and it will either send someone from IT or the whatever relevant department that handles your complaint is to the room or it will give you some quick references on how to fix it. There's like these cordless microphone systems in every room. There's cameras, Wi-Fi cameras that are mounted in the back of every room that kind of track like the um, the presenter, whoever the professor is who's giving the lecture as they walk back and forth across the room or you know up the aisles to see, like talk to students. So people who are, for the people who are at home on Zoom, they can follow along and not just kind of feel like a fly on the wall. It's wild. Like technology has really been infused into every part of this university. And I guess that is what a crazy successful SEC athletic program gets you. If I'm just being honest, like that's what at the end of the day, is the money maker for this university. And we've gotten a whole lot of education on that as well. 
I was aware of the University of Alabama and their athletic prowess. What I was not aware of is everybody in this state's um, infatuation with that. The University of Alabama has a few rivals. It's number one in-state is Auburn. Number two is LSU. And number three is Tennessee. There are people who I have encountered while here who will not so much as acknowledge the color orange. And it's like I'm from New England, from Massachusetts, we're massive sports people, but there are very few New Englanders who will not so much as acknowledge other colors because it is representative of a rival sports team. Like, we're diehard, but we're not that diehard. Down here, it's like a different level. It's crazy. I don't know. I kind of love it. I think it's so fun. Everything here is themed. Everything down to the bricks on the ground and the planters in front of entryways to lecture halls is all branded with the University of Alabama. The planters, the rugs on the inside of of conference rooms, the um, street signs have a little scripted A on them. Everything is Bama. Everything. I took a drive down Sorority Row. We've discussed this in the past. Bama Rush. And seeing the houses up close. I have no I have no words. They are Taj Mahal adjacent. The Phi Mu house is maybe the most beautiful man-made structure I've ever seen in my life. It's like white and marble and columns and there's terraces and there's um, foyers and there's just like all of these beautiful wrought iron staircases. Chandeliers you can see through the gigantic picture windows in the front of the house. It's insane. The Zeta house, stunning. Like, I'm sorry, are you Scrooge McDuck? Why the fuck are you living here? It's Every one, the next one house is, is even more grand than the last. It's wild. And then you go down the road and you go down fraternity row, which is where a mama's going to be tomorrow night. But those houses are more spread out, but equally as palatial. I don't know. It's, it's a different, it's truly, truly, truly a different, different thing down here. It really is. It's nuts. But I'm down here doing my required on-campus orientation. The professors are lovely. I'm having the best experience. It's actually really fun. I have three days away. Um, I go back to Boston on Saturday. And I'm just looking to go at the most out of this experience. It's so interesting. It is so, so interesting because I have never been to a southern school obviously and I I gotta tell you it's a totally different vibe down here 
taking a sharp left. Um, the number one piece of feedback that I keep getting is for more recipes. I am so happy that someone out there found value in my chicken cutlet recipe or, you know, whatever it was. I'm going to have more recipes for you. Right now, I am on a fitness journey. We have talked about this in the past. I am so focused on a few things. Number one, active. I need to be more active. It's really kind of the determining factor for me. It helps me not just look better, but listen, I get a few, I get a, I get a weight left lifting session in and my endorphins are through the roof. I feel like I could run through a wall. It, it it's it's the best antidepressant. Listen, if you're fucked up in some type of way mentally, go to the gym. I can't say this enough. I and I I I always heard people say this and I thought it was so corny and so stupid but truly like you feel you have just like you're on this high for the rest of the day and it's amazing so number one is getting more active number two is getting my glucose under control after I had my last baby my shit got all sorts of fucked up my hormones were insane they had to transfuse me a bunch of times it was just wild so after I had my last baby I developed post-gestational diabetes, I guess you could say. And I was on medication for about seven months. I'm since graduated from that. I'm not on medication anymore, but I can still very much feel the blood sugar spikes and the troughs as well. And stabilizing my blood sugar all day, number one, helps me feel so much better. I'm not lethargic. I'm not shaky. I'm just like very even keeled from a um, like metabolic perspective, but it also helps me so much to get this weight off. Like that's really at the end of the day, like what it's about. I need to get this weight off of me. I need to get back to some kind of normal. So what I've been doing is cooking a very, very, very moderate carb diet and by moderate I mean low so one of my favorite recipes to make as of late have been poblano stuffed peppers they're so good if you love um like a chili relleno or queso fundido or anything that's got like chilies in it and even like a stuffed pepper this is such a good recipe for you and here's what it is so you take a poblano pepper I usually do too because I like I eat these for lunch, and I like my lunch to be kind of my biggest meal, so I do two. I will chop up two chicken thighs. I will then saute the chicken thighs in a pan with some uh, saison, whatever, whichever one you like. Cook it all the way through. Make sure these chicken thighs are cooked. I'll then take the poblano peppers. I'll kind of cut like a T, so you go under the stem, across, and then you go down the pepper, so it kind of opens up like a book. You're going to take out the ribs. You're going to take out the seeds. You're basically making like a giant pocket for your filling to go in. Then I will get out some cream cheese and I'll do like a real healthy layer of cream cheese in the bottom of the pepper. I'll then stuff in my chicken. I will grate either some Monterey Jack or some Colby Jack or even just stuff some cheddar in there, whatever you have in the fridge on top of the chicken and kind of in between. Almost mix it up. 
and then I pop it in the oven really just until the cheese melts. I don't like a super soft pepper. I kind of want some bite to the pepper. But what I've found is that it takes the same amount for cheese to melt that a pepper for a pepper to get kind of in that like perfect cooked doneness spot, which is about seven minutes. It's delightful. You take it out. You eat it with a fork. You can even like, you know, fuck around and, and do like a cauliflower rice mixture in there, like mix the cheese and the cream cheese and the chicken and some cauliflower rice. I would just cook the cauliflower rice first just to get some of that moisture out because no one wants a soggy pepper like that sucks. And then stuff it all back in there and kind of repeat the same process. It's delightful. The other recipe I've been making on repeat, it's so simple, but it is so good and such a go-to. It's such a staple. I always have these two things on hand. Um, well, I guess these handful of ingredients on hand. So I do some ground beef. I'll usually do like a third of a pound of ground beef, brown that off. I'll get some Brussels sprouts, cut it into quarters, throw that in the pan, cook those through to your desired doneness, put it in a bowl, add like a tablespoon of mayonnaise, and then either add some hot sauce or my personal favorite, you get yourself a jar of the chili garlic oil and mix it in like a teaspoon or so and just mix it all together. You can't do salad dressing on this because you need the creaminess from the mayonnaise. It's so good. It's so good. It sounds like a complete trash recipe, I'm telling you, but if you need like a quick lunch, something that is going to fill you up for literal hours, try this. It's quick, it's easy, it is so satisfying, and it is delicious. And you can, like, do whatever flavor you want. You don't do chili garlic oil. You can do, like, a chimichurri. Or you can just do mayonnaise and throw in, like, some some seasonings of your choice, whether it's onion powder, garlic powder. You can do some Old Bay. You can do whatever. Try it out. It is so delicious and so yummy. But the name of the game for me lately has been to really manage my blood sugar. And historically, this has also been like a really, really effective way for me to manage my weight and to feel my best. I, tr- I, I, I come back to this all the time is that there is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. There are essential proteins and there are essential fats. And wow, lo and behold, that's exactly what our body is made up of. Protein and fat. Like, let's be real. Our body is not made up of carbohydrates. I genuinely believe that any and all carbohydrates should be coming from green leafy vegetables, plant-based sources. We shouldn't be getting it from potatoes and starches, pasta, rice, things like that. Every once in a blue moon, like no one loves food more than I do. I'm not, I don't intend on living the rest of my life without a carb. But in order to maintain a stable, steady blood sugar, which I think is really a key to success, let's let's stick with the green, the green vegetables. Peppers, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Like you know what they are. I don't have to explain this to you. You know what I'm talking about. But I will say, down here in Alabama, it is extremely difficult to stay on track. This afternoon, they served us. What do they say? Steak, salad, pimento cheese, macaroni and cheese, cheesecake, bread pudding, green beans, taco chicken, 
I mean, like it was, it was next level catering, and that's really kind of everywhere you go. It's not exactly a vegetable forward state, shall I say? And that's fine. There's a place for that. I love it. It's so good. I partook. It was lovely. I'm moving on from it. I didn't have the cheesecake. I didn't have the bread pudding, but I did have a little bit of um, maybe like some things I shouldn't have. But regardless, I'm not punishing myself for it. And I think that's really what it's about. It's about finding the correct balance for everything in your life. But next week, I'm going to start doing recipes regularly. Kate is when Kate is back. Kate's got a house full of sick little, sweet little babies. It's um again something we've talked about ad nauseum. God, I'm fucking praying this Punxsutawney Phil motherfucker doesn't see his shadow. Spring comes early and we can stop talking about the sickness that is plaguing everybody's house right now. It's just it's horrific. She's got a sick house. I'm really hoping that this is the end of it. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to see the flowers bloom and the wind blow and get outside a little bit more and really welcome spring. But I think we're going to go hard at this in the spring. I'm going to start doing recipes every week and we'll make them seasonal and lovely and do some, um, I guess, more more food and cooking based content. But this is a short little episode Thank you guys so much for for hanging out. It's uh, these last couple weeks have been crazy as I prepared for this trip, and um, you know Kate getting little Owen on board with with the family and the winter, and just kind of working everything out in our lives. But this spring, we're really hoping to take this podcast to the next level. We're super excited. Thank you guys for sticking with us this long. We're actually really starting to trend upwards, which is crazy. Um, like on a regular basis, we've had some waves, but um, we're really starting to con- do, you know, more consistently, do better more consistently week over week. So excellent things. It's been such a short amount of time, but we're already seeing positive trends, which is amazing. Not something I expected. I don't think it's something that Kate expected, but all good things. Again, short little episode. We love you guys. See you next week.